from LPM. Louisville Public Media. The Grace Hopkins Rummel Children's Fund at the Community Foundation of Louisville. Proud supporters of the Music Box as a part of its mission to advance children's literacy, arts, and health. Details about Grace and her fund on Instagram at Grace Children's Fund. From Louisville Public Media, this is the Music Box, sponsored by PNC and the Norton Foundation. Welcome to the Music Box. I'm Kiana. And I'm Fiona. In today's episode, we're going behind the music to learn about different careers in musical fields. We'll be talking about producers. A music producer helps an artist with their project or song from start to finish. They help shape the sound and support the artist with whatever they need to complete their project. The title producer is kind of a general one. They actually wear many hats. The main roles of a producer include preparing for and scheduling recording sessions, helping the artist stick to their budget, keeping the balance between work and creativity, and shaping the overall sound of a song or album. Shaping the sound can mean many things. Producers may make beats that the musician raps or sings over. They may also decide the instrumentation of a song, meaning what instruments will work best on the track. We talked to a local music producer, Antonio Gardner, otherwise known as Jans, to learn more about the job. Hey, Yance, how's your day going? Hey, it's going great so far. Starting my day off right, talking with you all. <laughs> nice. Good to have you here. So let's start with a big one. When you were little, what did you want to be whenever you grew up? And when I was younger, I think I wanted to be uh, like a, a visual artist. Like uh, I was influenced a lot by like the, um, I guess the Renaissance painters, like Michelangelo, which I found out about through the Ninja Turtles. So that's what I wanted to be when I was younger. Like an artist at Disney World, to be exactly. Wow. That, that's such a big aspiration. It's <laughs> awesome. So what inspired you to be a producer? How'd you get from painter to producer? Um, it's, it's, uh, I would say the trajectory was I was in art class and we would freestyle a lot in art class and started getting into rapping and doing, uh, hip hop and I didn't have any beats. And so I learned how to produce basically from necessity Whereas if you want to be a rapper, you need beats and, and so, um, yeah, I just got FL studio from a friend, uh, Darius rest in peace. And I learned how to produce in FL Studio on my mom's old work laptop. And uh, and that's how I got started. So what is music production? Uh, music production can encompass a lot of different areas uh, from sound design, which is creating sounds from scratch, um, to recording other artists and artist development, um, helping artists write songs, um, shaping songs, even mixing, that can be an aspect whereas you're uh, mixing different sounds together uh, for a completed work to be mastered. Um, that can be part of the production. And so I find myself in different areas um, depending on who I'm working with or the project. Jans mentioned mixing and mastering. 
After a song is recorded, a producer will take the recording and mix it or edit it to make it sound balanced. Then, mastering is done to make the song louder and radio ready. Now back to the questions. So what does a regular work day look like for you? For me, um, it's hard to say because I, I do a lot of different things on a daily. Uh, as I work with the AMP program and I teach music productions. So teaching kids how to make their own beats, um, teaching students um, how to write to tracks. I know producer now means, uh, for a lot of people, beat maker, but producer used to mean more of what we kind of see as artist development or someone that facilitates a record. Cool. That's awesome. How long have you been producing? I've been producing since about 2003. Yeah. Um, that's when I was in high school and um, I started with FL Studio. And so, yeah, it's been about 15 plus years yeah, producing. 20 yeah. years almost. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you play any instruments? Yeah, um, I I consider myself a tinkler. Like, I play piano. That's what I started out. Uh, I had a Casio keyboard when I started producing um, that my mom bought me. And so I learned how to play a Beethoven, Beethoven's Fifth. That was my first song I learned how to play. And so over the years, I kind of, like, messed around on the keyboard. I never really got like a real uh, teacher or anything. So I was kind of self-taught. And then I ended up picking up like bass and I mess around with guitar. Any instrument I get my hands on, I try to like learn a little bit enough to where I can sample it or um, play a small part. So you talked a little bit about FL Studio. Um, do you have a favorite piece of gear in your studio or or something that you use to help your process along? Yeah, yeah. Um, if I had something that I go back to a lot, it would be a preamp that I have. It's a Neve 1073. Um, I use that for vocals a lot. I really like the sound of it. And um, a preamp is very important for shaping a sound before it hits the computer or the audio interface. And so for me, having uh, vocals especially is the most important aspect of modern music. Having good vocals um, makes everything a lot easier. Yeah, 100%. Can you tell us what a preamp does? A preamp basically uh, increases the volume of a signal and it can color a sound. And so um, a preamp basically allows you to, if it's a simple way to put it, it's a gain knob for the most part. And a lot of gain knobs will add, if it's not a quality gain knob, it'll add a lot of noise or distortion to a signal the higher you turn it up. So if you got a good preamp, it's going to increase the volume of what you're doing um, while also keeping the quality. Nice. Can you also give us a little background on FL Studio and maybe what uh, workspace you work in now, if it's different? Yeah, um, I still use FL Studio sometimes, but that's my first love when it comes to, like, as far as a DAW, uh, mainly because it was so easy and it was different. And and that made it, as a kid, somebody that didn't really understand music, it made it a lot simpler, breaking it down to visually, and it had the colorful kind of, and almost the gimmicky, it was called Fruity Loops back in. A DAW, or Digital Audio Workstation, 
is a computer program that producers use to record, edit, mix, and master music. There are many different DAWs that producers will use for different things. To learn more, we asked Jans what his music making process is when using a DAW. Yeah, uh, my process now is basically because I work in different DAWs, so I might use Ableton Live or I might use, uh, I use Logic mostly because I'm on Mac. And so I generally try to start with a melody. If I hear something, maybe I'm driving or in the shower and I have an idea, I usually try to play that on the piano and into Logic and then maybe add some drums to it. So I usually try to start with a melody. If I don't have a specific process, but I usually try to start there and and build around that or like a chord progression. Have you worked with any famous people? You can work with somebody famous and then not be in the same studio or direct. I had a track on Larry June's um, album, and uh, like I said, he's pretty popular on the West Coast. So I, to me, I'm pretty p- proud of that as like a um, uh, an achievement as far as my production. And one time I was on YouTube, and I was just looking up random production videos, and I came across a video of Jermaine Dupree, who was like a producer I looked up to a lot. And he was using a sample pack that I did vocals on, and I could just hear my voice, and I'm like, that sounds familiar. And uh, and I went back and played the sample, and I'm like, yo, this is my sample. And Jermaine Dupri was, like, on his NPC, like, chopping it up. And so, yeah, it's still cool to, to know that there's a lot of people using uh, something you created. Who's your favorite musician to work with? There's a few of them. If I have two that I've worked with probably a lot more than others. The first will obviously be Jordan Jetson. I bought that top long, I was pin wrong. No curse words, no sir. This a kid's song. Pull the plunger on a silver round. This a pinball, no short cuts, boy. I give all. Look, I took a mission to the holy civilization of Mars. Just to get He's like a lo- uh, kind of uh, rapping partner, and I record a lot. But it's so easy for us to work. We have a lot of good chemistry. And uh, then Casey Powell. Um, I love working with Casey because he does a lot of the things that I do and does things that I can't do. And so we both record and produce and engineer. And so when I send him something, I know that he can take it and make it into something else. Shout out to those Louisville legends. <laughs> so how do you start writing for another artist or with another artist other than yourself? How does that differ from your individual process? I mainly try to find out what the artist is going for and not try to implement so much of my process. I usually use that as a time to like learn um, and grow because a lot of artists might have a different approach. And so just sitting back and learning how other people work um, and catering to that to understand like, okay, this is where they're going for. This is the end result. These are their favorite artists. So I usually usually ask what artists are they listening to? Who are their favorite artists? And I'll go listen to those artists and try to, without directly copying what other artists are doing, try to get the vibe of those artists and create something new and build on that. What's the most difficult part about being a producer? I feel like the most difficult part is actually the most fun part, and that's being challenged 
every day I get on online and I see producers that are like way better than me. I see kids that are like half my age that can play incredible things and do incredible things. And the most challenging part, but it's also the most fun part, is there's always something new to learn and there's always a, a new way to do things or a better way. And I think learning to grow, but also being content or being confident in what you do and understanding that um, what you do in the unique way that you do it is special and it's not a comparison or contest. It's more like, okay, I can learn something from this person to add to what I do specifically um, to make what I do more refined. But what I do is, is still special. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Are there any hardships you've had to face while doing your job? Yeah, I, w- I would say the a lot of the hardships come down to trying to find ways to make the art and the business side kind of work together in the best way, because sometimes they can conflict um, when the market might not be where you are necessarily artistically. And so you might have to compromise a bit to if you're doing it as a career or if you're doing it to make money or if you're even doing it as to help other people because they might be going in a certain direction that you may not specifically be um, as an artist. And just knowing that and navigating that, that can be a challenge sometimes. What's your favorite part of your job? My favorite part is working with people. I feel like everybody's unique. So I used to work in a boy's home doing music production. You can have kids who might have you might get a rougher side of them outside of music. But when they come into music, they're like sweet kids. And you can kind of use that as an opportunity to really uh, talk with people. And in a way, it's like therapy, you know? It's like I'm not a licensed therapist or anything, but I've talked a lot of people through things, through music. You know, sometimes we don't even work on music. We'll just sit and talk about life and use that to channel that into creative energy in music. So what's your least favorite part of your job? <laughs> um, yeah, you do have to deal with a lot of, you know, we live in a capitalist society, so you do have to deal with a lot of um, scams and a lot of people who don't really care about art, who just kind of want to, um, they see artists or people who are talented and they might see an opportunity to uh, take advantage of someone. And um, But it's, it's something I feel like there needs to be more awareness about what advice would you give to someone who wants to become a producer? Um, I would say bring yourself into it to where you are not afraid to do whatever it is you want to do creatively. Um, definitely take advice from people. When I was a kid, I was old school. When I was a kid, I listened to music from the 70s. And so I have a particular taste. And so I try not to preach my taste to kids. I know nowadays they listen to stuff that I wouldn't gravitate to, like, initially. But at the same time, I appreciate it. And I think it's necessary because it's always about advancing and bringing new things. But still, like, I would say appreciate the people who created the path for you. And I think that a lot of the issues that I might feel are present in the culture have to do with a sort of a disconnection between between the past and the present. 
And the more we can kind of connect those, I feel like it'll weed out a lot of the darker areas or the, the lack of, I guess, connection or communication between generations. Jans, thank you so much for joining us on this special episode of Behind the Music. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you all for having me. Additional lessons and resources can be found at musicboxpod.org. Make sure to stick around after the credits for a musical minute with Colleen Phelps. I'm Kiana. And I'm Fiona. And And you've unwrapped another wonderful gift from the Music Box. The Music Box is a production of Louisville Public Media with support from PNC, the Norton Foundation, and the listener members of Louisville Public Media. This episode was written by Kiana Dale and Fiona Polinski. Technical direction, editing, and sound design by Alex Cooper. Our executive producer is Daniel Gillum. Special thanks to Colleen Phelps, Kirsten Fallsgraf, Laura Ellis, and Gabrielle Jones. Additional voices include Malaysia Reed and me, Nazari Reed. You can get additional resources in all our episodes at musicboxpod.org. Colleen the Percussionist here again with our percussion game, Strike, Shake, or Scrape. I'll play one of my many instruments and you guess how I play it. Do I strike it, like hitting a drum, shake it, or scrape across it? Here goes. I promise it's really a musical instrument. I know it sounds like horses, but it's a coconut shell, where I scraped out the coconut meat, dried it out, and cut it in half. And... I am striking it against itself. It doesn't make a noise if I shake it, but I could also scrape them together. But I think the horse sound is more fun. Support comes from Vision Zero. On foot or behind the wheel, safety is a shared responsibility. And Vision Zero Louisville believes zero roadway fatalities is the only acceptable amount. Their mission is to create safe roads by design, engineering solutions, and education. More information at visionzerolouisville.org.